Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. My guest today is Jasmine Girk. She is the owner of Jazz TV Media. And she is also an, uh, an independent uh, technology and uh, management uh, consultant. Um, she is wearing many hats because this is part of, uh, of what she is. And uh, this is what we will talk about. Um, she is in the midst of uh, writing a trilogy uh, called the billionaire yogi and uh, the second part of the trilogy is about to be uh, to be released and it will be called the uh, health is wealth uh, and uh, with jasmine we will be talking about jazz about yoga about personal development um, from where uh, we base ourselves to make uh, decisions uh, we will also talk about entrepreneurship successes and failures um, and also uh, a TV because she uh, had a yoga center she had a TV show uh, in a local uh, in a local channel called uh, uh, MaTV in uh, in Montreal and it's uh, and she is also doing uh, uh, speaking all around the world so needless to say it's a fascinating episode that will start uh, and uh, listen to uh, Jasmine Jasmine Girk Hello and uh, welcome to uh, Jasmine Girk to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. How are you, Jasmine? I'm doing really well, Diogen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And um, by the way, I did not ask you uh, if I pronounced your name well. <laughs> was you it have. okay? Yes, it was. Uh, it's uh, Swiss German, so from Basel, so we pronounce it Gerke but uh, you were close enough. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay, good. Good. So um so yeah, Jasmine, so you're a, a great fit for uh, for the show because you you have that uh, combined uh, you combine a lot of different experiences and uh, you you are or have been active at least in um uh, doing running yoga centers and you have also been a, a consultant in a more uh, corporate uh, traditional way. So uh, there are a lot of things that we will uh, talk about today. Uh, can you start uh, to share to your audience your uh, career story? Yes, so I guess career story, we should start uh, at the beginning with uh, schooling because that's where it all began, which uh, I was trained in management consulting. Um, and when I moved from England to Canada, um, it was just after 9-11. So there was not much opportunity in consulting because I arrived, I think, the week after, 26th of September. I will never forget that date. And um, uh, decided then to go into banking because that was the only thing that really was still thriving in that uh, time of uh, crisis, which is mm -hmm. interesting that we would talk about that right now since we're living um, another, another type of price, uh, another yeah. type of crisis, right? So, um, as as this uh, should be something that brings hope to the people, is that in time of crisis you put your head on your shoulders and you find a way out, uh, right? Especially in the consulting world, you have to maneuver and, like my friend says, uh, you know, be the soldier that you are and uh, yeah. find a way, find a way through. So that's what I did. I went into finance. Um, even though marketing was my passion, and I ended up on a journey um, of banking, uh, <laughs> which, um, you know, I was good at, but 
um, I realized pretty fast that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, so what, you know, numbers is something that um, I, I enjoy, but more in the context of uh, quantum physics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that was the first part of my career. And then um, I soon got my three years experience in Canada and um, being European. And, you know, it took three years of Canadian experience to be able to really saturate in the market mm-hmm. and uh worked for Ernst & Young then for the better part of my, my 20s, um, which was my dream job. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I thought. And uh, till this day, <laughs> the, people, <laughs> the people are amazing. Uh, till this day, I have the best connections from, from that career part mm-hmm. of my life. And I mm-hmm. still uh, very much appreciate the way the hiring process was done and um, the way they chose their people and the kind and type of people that they brought into the firm um, still fascinates me to this day. And it's something that I took with me along my experience of consulting. Um, However, it was not my journey. Um, It was not not your uh, journey, but it was your dream job at the start. Um, It was when I was in school. Yes. I thought, well, it was, I I thought, I thought that's what um, would be, uh, what would suit me and, you know, to, to travel and to consult. Um, however, I ended up working more internal and, um, you know, I felt like there was a lack of freedom and uh, decided that I would uh, start my own business, which is when I built my yoga school. And okay. uh, where, where, where are we in terms of year? So you, you, you arrive in Canada 2001, starting banking three years after you go to Ernst Young, then you yes. start your business. Which year? 2010. On the 10th of the 10th, yes. 10th of the 10th, 2010. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah, you like numbers. (laughs) I do. I like my numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the the day I opened my yoga school. Um, I started building it in May. Mm -hmm. I started dreaming it probably three years before that. Um, I went to teacher training in 2008 after having been a practitioner for eight years uh, since the knee surgery that I had in 2000. Um, I had a ski accident and I had a knee surgery and I used yoga to rehabilitate. Okay. Um, so that's how the journey of yoga started. And then as about 2007, 2008, uh, that became my only dream was to give back to people. Um, so I became a yoga teacher and uh, by 2010, I built my school. So that's kind of, how it all started. So it's really a 10 year dream. Um, yeah. And people always ask, people always ask, you know, Oh, they always, we look at people and we think, Oh, it's an overnight uh, success. Suddenly they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even as humans, this is what we do. We're like, Oh, well, you know, it's so easy, but it really is, um, you know, it's long-term. It's a commitment. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's, it's long-term. It's, so sometimes the, the person uh, that is uh, successful or that has achieved uh, what she or he wanted, make it look uh, easy. So that's the, that's the, um, the, the, the misunderstanding that some, some people have. They, they, they see that yes. the person is doing it so fast and, Oh, you just do it. I don't know. You do, you do whatever position, yoga position in five seconds. So, uh, okay, so that's, that's easy. No, it's actually take years of training to get to, to, to that. Yes, that's uh, ah, okay. Well, people say uh, um, the, the most common thing I've heard, and even when I speak with very successful um, people like my mentors and my guides in, in my journey, and they'll always joke and they'll be like, oh, I was just lucky. 
and you know mm-hmm. and i always say you know luck has nothing to do with it and you know we must acknowledge the people that show us the way and how hard they've worked for it and not discredit um Absolutely. you know discredit them because we need those also to learn yep. so there's a there's a cycle that comes in that and really Ernst and Young for me was that stepping stone because one of my my mentors was at the time uh, one of my managers and it's the way she led and the way she let me go Yep. that allowed me to really believe in myself and allowed me to start my own business. So if if it's not too personal or confidential what did she say when uh, you decided to go that uh, gave you that uh, each of uh, starting your own business or you already started and then you explained that to her. No, I went to give my resignation and um mm-hmm. this one sentence she might till this day not know the impact but mm-hmm. um she said oh that's great, you know, and she just let the way she let me go. It was so peaceful. And uh, she said, well, when will you come back and teach us yoga? And I said, well, I'm not going to be coming back. I'm going to build the school, right? Because I said, I first said, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And then um, I said, but I'm going to go build a school. And it's just, sometimes it's, Mentors have a way of leading without showing you that they're leading at the time. And it's only many years later, um, if when I reached out to the person and the fact that they still respond or, you know, in business, it's about relationship building. And you must know that, dear Jen, in consulting, everything is about business relationship building, you know, your net worth out of your network. Mm-hmm. And how do you um, really invest in that and i think we need to come away and especially now we're going to understand that more is that it's not about money it's not about how much money you throw at things it's about how much time you invest to build something great and yeah. then my yoga teacher he always told me you do what you love and money will follow you mm-hmm. so you will not have to fight for that money anymore so mm-hmm. i think this is something we're learning right now through crisis Um, but it's something I had to learn through personal experiences. Yes. And yes, and you know, I don't wish some of those experiences on anyone because they were not easy lessons. And those were also life choices that I made, um, you know, that maybe led me on a more difficult path. Um, however, it did teach me that. And yeah. so, I'm great, so I'm grateful for that. So you, you, had, so you, you had one dream when you finished school, another dream in 2010. Do you have another yes. dream now that we are in 2020? Well, I have to admit to you, the dream is the same. That's the dream is... Uh, <laughs> you don't change every decade. <laughs> no, it doesn't change. And the form has changed. Okay. But the, the dream has always remained the same since I'm eight years old, I can tell ah, you. Okay. Which, okay. Was to, uh, which was to not have children starving in this world. That really is the dream. Um, And it is this collective dream that has led onto this path. And it just keeps coming back in different Mm -hmm. forms. So everything that I think is a new dream is just another step towards how can we give back in this world by first learning how to give to ourselves and then being able to share without having to count, which is Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. abundance and Um, it's a very challenging journey, you know, to find that balance between having self-respect um, and allowing yourself to give freely. Yeah. 
And uh, what, what did you uh, what, what did you do to uh, to come to terms with that? So uh, sharing without uh, without counting. Um, how how did you how did you make that uh, that transition? As an Amsterdam young consultant, you must have been working many hours and traveling and uh, trying to deliver projects that with tight deadlines, etc. You you must have been running like crazy, I, I assume. And then how to how do you transition? Well, at Ernst Young, I was, like I said, I was working internal. So I wasn't um, oh. working on projects externally. Since then, I've worked um, on projects externally as an independent consultant. Um, so I've seen both sides of that spectrum. Um, how did I learn it? I learned it through my own business, actually. I learned it by losing everything um, because becoming complacent or becoming, as we say, you know, comfortable. Mm -hmm. And and learning, I learned the hard way. You know, I just uh, I learned by by winning and then losing, <laughs> and re and rebuilding and allowing myself now to make uh, you know more strategic uh, decisions. Mm -hmm. So I I believe that the biggest lesson for me was um, learning how to work smart, yeah, rather than working hard. Um, mm -hmm. As a Type A personality, I've always uh, been an overachiever, and you know what can we, what more can we do? Yeah. And I came to a crossroads where I thought, oh well, it's not about the titles you own, and it's not about what you learn, and that's not what it's about. To understanding that that does not mean you can stop learning; you can continue learning. Mm -hmm without it affecting the way you put your time into projects. So yeah. you have to be more strategic with your time. So time management, I guess, is the big lesson. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, when you, uh, how was it when you started that uh, uh, entrepreneurial project uh, 10 years ago? So you say, okay, I want to start a, a yoga school. So you already knew other teachers. You already had uh, had a location. You... You were working in team. How did it? Uh, how did the whole thing uh, happen at the start? It was it was pretty crazy. It was uh, driven by by pain. I would say I I was going wow. through um, a driven divorce. By pain. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Wow. That, no, yeah. That's that's profound. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it uh, yeah, it really was. It was. Um, I still to this day say it has to have been a higher power because mm -hmm. it. If I would imagine doing what I did then now, mm. I feel tired thinking about it. I really <laughs> do feel just, um, but there was so much desire, um, so much desire to give back. And, and there was also that process of healing that had to take place. And I think when we, when we do um, projects that are in health and in wellness, um, where we're you know, teaching a lot of it has to do with your inner healing, um, mm -hmm. with with soul work. So, and when that we we talk about this mind body soul mind body soul, but we really don't relate it often enough to business, where you know we have to go through that process of inner healing um, to be able to actually 
give the teaching. So mm -hmm. all of that to me was part of my learning to be able to uh, stand really in my power now and say, well, now I can say um, I can teach on certain subjects because I've experienced them mm -hmm. and I have failed. I have failed, really. I mean, yes, it was successful in the sense that I ran my business for six years, but I failed. You know, I, I closed that business. I wanted five and I closed after one. I reinvented it. And which that is the success over time. Mm -hmm. But in that particular moment, I had, I had to learn about failing. Yeah. So, so what do you have, can you maybe share a one or I don't know, one or two um, mistakes, maybe at a high level that you, that, that you have made at the start and now you understood, okay, I have to do it differently. Yes, definitely. Um, so I knew a lot about corporate business at the time, but in entrepreneurship, I hadn't applied, um, you know, uh, simple negotiations such as uh, lease negotiations. And I had the very long lease and, um, you know, I was very lucky. I was blessed uh, to do business with great businessmen here locally um, who supported and taught me along the path of uh, teaching me the hard way as well. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I definitely uh, wasted too much money in the beginning mm -hmm. so there was uh, there was overspending um, on on the fixed costs and to, to, you know the biggest lesson was that I didn't actually know I was overspending because we were very successful the first three years and then we hit um, you know a rate drop US to Canadian dollar and um, It's a lot of my import was coming from the U.S. because that's mm -hmm. where my training began. So most of my connections were there at the time. And so I, I hit a real cash flow issue and uh, had to re, you know, restructure a lot of my business. So, you know, that didn't seem so bad. And uh, then I had an accident uh, and I suffered a severe frontal lobe concussion. Um, so... I didn't calculate that. And what we forget as entrepreneurs is that if you don't have insurance and you're your own brand, yep. who's going to step in? And, uh, you know, there was, there was some uh, business acronym with regards to delegation that I had not mastered yet at the time. So mm -hmm. it was very challenging for me to delegate, um, yeah. you know, certain tasks. So I, you know, so those were all things that I learned through that process. And, You know, as luck had it, I had another accident, a car accident the same year. And, um, so which, not a, yeah, okay, that was not yeah, a good year then. Uh, it was a tough year. And, uh, you and, know, and, and which that year was, is it? This was uh, 2015, I believe. Uh, okay. And, um, So then I had some physical limitations as well. So now I had, um, you know, mental limitations in the recovery of, uh, of this brain trauma. And then I had some physical injuries in my back, which, you know, I had to uh, heal, which thankfully I was in yoga. So that didn't take too long, nine, 10 months, mm -hmm. I think, before I was back, uh, back to normal physically. Um, but these are the things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, if I had to give anybody uh, the tools now, would be, you know, to set up your own, um, you know, your own protection first. So your own salary, your own savings, your own insurance. And we often forget that in the process because a lot of entrepreneurs are givers and mm -hmm. thinking of serving, which mm -hmm. is 
a necessity for it to be successful. Um, but there has to be that little security, especially like what we're living right now as well, you can imagine, right? And for those who don't have that security blanket, it's much more challenging. I mean, we're blessed in Canada to have all the support we're getting from the government, but as entrepreneurs, we need to plan this. Yeah, that that, uh, that that is true, and it's always a. I know there is always a balance. You know, when you earn, uh, I make up a number. So you have you have a hundred k that comes in, uh, yes. and then it's like, oh, I should reinvest everything uh, into the business, into the team, into the tools, into whatever. And then at, all the way at the end, I think about uh, I think about myself. Then, or we also have the opposite. Oh, I have a hundred k. Oh, I should. Keep everything. Keep everything for me. We never know uh, what happens tomorrow. So mm-hmm. where, where, where is the balance there? So, from what I have taken away from uh, from my hard lesson there, like I mm-hmm. said, when I mm-hmm. fell, and I, I joke about it, I, I always talk about when I fell on my head. But one of my friends, uh, he said to me, "It's the best thing that ever happened to you," and I think he was right yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it just it opened new doorways to understanding, and I had to relearn a lot, which allowed me to relearn. Also things that maybe I was doing better before I had my own business because I always say, you know, you start your own business and passion takes over and you become, like you said, a little bit wild. And and I was an all in, so I put everything in the business. And mm-hmm. um, I would say, draw a minimum salary first. And when I say minimum salary, I say, draw a salary where you can cover your basic needs and they're not luxurious needs, they're basic needs. And then as your business surpasses, you know, whatever the goals are or, you know, whatever your successes and your timelines are, which you plan for your project, then you might have a little bit of a leeway where your salary increases to maybe the other end of that spectrum where, you know, it's a little bit more luxurious. But allow yourself that time to really build the business and, you know, like live comfortably but not luxuriously when you're at the beginning of your business phase. I think that would be the best advice I can give. Okay. Okay, great. And, and in terms of, uh, so you, you were referring to the fact that the, your business was related to your personal brand. Uh, the, the, the yoga center had your, your name. It was named the Jasmine Center or uh, people, any client that will come in will come in to work only with you or there were other teachers or? So originally, um, I took my teacher's name because, uh, you know, out of uh, the honor that he taught me in the first place. And um, it was um, um, it was not a franchise, but we had regulations where we respected, um, you know, certain guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I rebranded uh, to my brand, which is Jazz Yoga, um, which was then also became the, I think you, you mentioned before, which became... A, uh, the local community uh, show on my TV in 2015, 2016. So we we actually televised it for the community, and yeah. that became and, and, therapy. Uh, my TV is a um, local for for the audience. Maybe my TV is a lo- local Montreal uh, TV channel, basically. Eh? So uh, mm-hmm. you had a, you had a specific show for your uh, from your uh, studio. Yes, they they uh, provided. Uh, the best team that I have worked with still to date um, for production. So I still have to honor 
honor that team because um, it was just a very beautiful experience and we were able to film the jazz yoga therapy method which I created um, of course with all the learnings over 20 years from all my guides and teachers um, we developed um, the jazz yoga therapy method which includes music at 432 hertz so it's sound healing frequency in the recovery um, of trauma and, and I really used it um, to also heal myself after my last injuries. And uh, we are still researching. And we're researching mm -hmm. this in regards to uh, stress, post-traumatic stress disorders and other disorders. And there will be more to come on that in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that continues. And uh, from that, I mean, we developed and just continued. I reapplied what I learned from that into, into coaching and went back into consulting because I figured we have to come full cycle and we have to bring it back to the people who need it most, which is us mm -hmm. or who we were <laughs> in corporate 10 years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's, that's interesting. So um, maybe I will just come back on the, um, the, the thing you referred to, so the 432 uh, uh, hertz. Uh, yes. So, so can you just elaborate a little bit what's the why that volume level, uh, which effect it has uh, on people? Yes. So it's the vibration of your heart. And as we know, the heart uh, is the frequency of love. And mm -hmm. I think we're becoming much more open now in this world, even in business, to be able to talk about the power um, of the love frequency. And uh, I mean, going back even to Einstein, uh, that was always the one mystic or mysterious uh, topic that, uh, you know, we hesitated to discuss because it has so much unknown. And yet, it is the only truth. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so this has always talked uh, to me. It's uh, the language of love has always spoken to me, especially in yoga. You could take a yoga class in any language and you would still be able to practice no matter what language the person spoke to you and yeah. taught you. Yeah. So I find this is just very powerful. And at this particular frequency, it vibrates with the frequency of the earth which is the eight hertz. So it's in alignment with the earth. So what it allows the body to do, if we think of ourselves as energy, um, it allows us to break down barriers and limitations. And the way I take this practice back into the business is to break limited belief systems and to reformat the brain and the way we think. Okay, okay. Wow, that's a that's a great great explanation, and uh, uh, and it, I assume that it uh, it's related to what you just said about uh, going full circle. So uh, yes. going back from the yoga to the to the corporate. Uh, but what does that mean when you say you come back to corporate? Are you uh, again sitting down in front of a laptop and uh, doing PowerPoint? A, li a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, admittedly, there is a part of that, but uh, thankfully, uh, um, I love that creative side it's of okay. things. I'm there, I'm there as well. <laughs> um, but I do mostly projects at three to four months. Uh, so um, what I love to do is to to come in at the beginning of the project and help with the organizational. Um, part um, or also come in at stepping stones of projects where we can support in different ways and supply tools whether it's organizational tools or whether it's branding uh, repositioning uh, restructuring 
you know, migrations. So I've been working a few years in, in the IT side and mm -hmm. now mostly in the environmental side because that aligns more with uh, my long-term vision and uh, in line with the SDG initiatives, which I think is so important right now that we are sustainable in business and that we align our businesses accordingly. Um, and but what is the S SDG initiative? So the SDG initiatives, if you look at the United Nations, they have put out uh, um, initiatives to be able to support um, the improvement of our world. So mm -hmm. I do advise anyone who is running their own business to align their businesses accordingly and uh, to allow for us to you know, support the need for change in this world and how we do business. So okay. you can go onto the site of the United Nations and uh, you can well, hashtag act now and look up the 16 different initiatives on how you can um, bring those into your business. So okay. whether it is, uh, you know, um, whether it's to do with the environment and the way you run your business or, uh, you know, supporting how like poverty and how we um, bring equality to business and mm -hmm. um, allow for, for gender equality. Like I said, there's different categories and you might align with certain ones, but there is so much choice and so much power in yeah. bringing that into your business right now. Oh, this, this is so good. And this should be put in the, in the show notes uh, as well. Um, so so com coming back, so you, you, you go back to corporate, you work in different uh, type of project, as I, as I heard. It could be technical yeah. project, it could be branding project, etc. And you, you come in. Is it you uh, alone or is it uh, you with a team? Um, um, it depends. If I go in as a consultant, as an independent consultant, I go on my own. And if okay. we're taking on a project um, like more recent, if we're helping a company rebrand, then I have a team with me who, who supports. Uh, um, you know, I don't have all those amazing skill sets, but I have mm -hmm. amazing people on my team who support me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, definitely when we're transitioning also or migrating or helping a launch, um, you know, there's a lot more aspects uh, on design and creativity where, um, you know, it is the team that really makes you shine, right? So it is yep. it's really their work. Ah, great, great. Uh, is there a specific uh, a way you uh, with which you acquire a client or you go through recruiters or you just go through it within your, your own uh, personal network? Um, Definitely. And this is coming back to um, what we were saying about the net, the net worth through your network. Um, I travel and I speak uh, at different events uh, if uh, the cause speaks to me. And I really just um, work through those um, events and who I meet. And either they come to me in those environments or I find the project that um, I feel aligns with them. My values and my ethics, and according to that, I, I take on the next project. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, a, a lot of people, and certainly some people in the audience, would like to have that. Uh, I will put it between brackets: luxury of choice, uh, saying, "Okay, yes. I want to work on a project that is aligned with my values." Uh, is it necessarily projects that are in your hometown, or they can be anywhere in the in the world? 
I work anywhere in the world. Um, I've not yeah. been home in Montreal that that much the last few years. Um, but this is why it's such an honor to be with you today and to have that, uh, you know, <laughs> opportunity because it's just uh, it's nice to bring it home sometimes, right? <laughs> and um, I love the way you said luxury because this comes back again to what we were saying earlier, and it really is about what does luxury mean to you, and. Um, the greatest thing anyone ever asked me was um, a few years ago, and they said, well, what does it mean to you to be successful? Okay. And I and wish I would have asked the best question here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but, okay. you will, no, but you can relate, right? Because yes. you can relate to that. That is a question I think that any consultant will ask themselves at some point also because you have to find that definition to know where to position yourself and what is it that what is it that talks to you i you know i learned one thing especially in sales say say we take sales for, for an example mm -hmm. in sales um, you know your salary might not reflect your luxury because maybe it is your your perks right maybe it is the gifts from the clients or the tickets to the show and i mean sales is a very good example you know your car your expenses paid your actual salary will not reflect your position in the sales position and i think as an entrepreneur we need to start learning that like what does it mean to you to be successful and then you will have the freedom and luxury to choose your clients yeah because yeah. your value your values will be aligned so everyone has that choice True, true. So that's a, that's an important message. Everyone uh, has that choice. It's not reserved to a selected few or lucky people or people with superpowers. It's no. It's, it's, yes. It's a it's a it's a choice that we can uh, we can do every day, and uh, it's important to do that in introspection and see. Okay, what do I really want uh, out of life, and uh, then how can I apply it uh, within uh, within my career or within my uh, within my business? So so how, how did um, the because we okay now we we you had the yoga the yoga um, uh, school you came back to corporate you do you do speaking uh, all around the world and uh, you were it was recently and uh, that you had the show on tv right on my tv uh that was actually quite a few years ago now that we're going back to 2016 and 16. 2017 yes 17. we aired yeah, it aired for, for two years, like they ran it another year after that. And it's now available on, it's been available on YouTube um, for people to practice uh, uh, as they need, um, yeah. because it was important for me to give everybody access to that, especially in, in Montreal. It was in Quebec and Ontario, some of Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, that was a few years ago now. Since so then, it was your ID? It was your idea. You said, "Okay, I would like to 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 have a TV show uh, so that I can share my message to a maximum of people." Yes, it was my dream. It was <laughs> it, it was, was my dream. dream. <laughs> well, I, yes. Wait, wait! I have how many dreams now? No, I'm <laughs> yes, I told you. See, it always comes back to one dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, yes, it was always my dream to use media for the purpose rather than using media to destroy, which I believe is what is happening in our world, oh, as we yeah. can see right now. And um, my, my mission has always been to use media in the way that it impacts people positively. So this was yeah. part, of, part of that process. Uh, 
Oh, amazing. And and uh, you um, with regards to your um, uh, with regards to your speaking uh, speaking engagements uh, are there yes. is, is it like a, a pre a prepared conference uh, that you have and you try to suggest it to different uh, venues or people are calling or just uh, getting in touch with you and then uh, the subject interests you or the context interests you and then you uh, you go there and uh, speak. Uh, so the main subject I'm speaking about right now is uh, artificial intelligence in healthcare. Um, the reason being that that's what we need right now in this world is to understand the transition of and the impact of artificial intelligence within the healthcare sector. Um, the healthcare sector is one of the um, fastest growing sectors in the world. And since that's uh, where where my uh, experience lies, that's the topic that I, I chose to speak about. Um, my most recent talk was in Pakistan at uh, Lyft Pakistan. So that was very interesting and it was a beautiful experience. So I was able to talk there um, about uh, this transition and also transition into telemedicine, which right now is going to be so important because, um, you know, hence we're bringing everything online uh, with uh, what we're living with COVID-19. Um, this is something that um, has aligned um, has the line for us and thankfully mm -hmm. because we needed to be prepared um, and we need to be more prepared since we don't know what the future holds and we're in a digital transformation and changing changing every day technology is changing so fast and i don't know what era you're from but we didn't have computers in school so um, you um know. yeah we didn't we didn't have either uh indeed <laughs> Right. So we had to learn, uh, we had to self-learn. And then there's the generation um, and the doctors that I work with uh, in, in a lot of my projects um, who also had to adapt. And a lot of them had to adapt very fast to this new technology. So this is a subject that I, um, I love talking about um, because it affects so many of us and it allows yeah. us to, to learn yeah. um, and evolve. <laughs> Wow, and I, I honestly I did not expect you to to say uh, Pakistan, meaning uh, going as far as uh, Asia. So have you yes. have you spoken in uh, every continent in the world uh, so far? Um, Australia is on the list still. We need Australia. Yeah, we were. I was on my way there, but then we got turned around because of uh, uh, COVID nineteen. So oh, we okay, got... so that's very recent. Like uh, within yes. the, the last month, this is what happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and um, how? Uh, so, so you talk about the yeah the, the future of healthcare and the, the present of healthcare is uh, critical yes. right now. Uh, we are in uh, April 2020. So, how, how do you see uh, how do you see that future? So, your your last speak was about telemedicine. What are other changes uh, that that you see in terms of the care providers and care uh, beneficiaries? So, that's a very interesting question, and um, I'm glad you asked it because. Uh, this is something that's been come up, and I, I just published an article about this last week. I think it's going to redirect again back to mental health, which is uh, interesting because that's why I started originally um, my yoga school was to, mm -hmm. you know, resolve my mental health issues from all the trauma. And there you go, it comes back um, now in another form. We're isolating. Um, we have no human contact. Um, basically, we've set up our society right now um, through this uh, process of social distancing to um, um, increase the numbers of uh, suicide and mental health uh, issues extremely high when we get out of this process. 
we might have learned new skills and we've uh, created great leaders through this process. And on the other hand, on the flip side, we're going to have to deal with um, many um, repercussions that might not have been addressed yet and that we need to start bringing awareness to right now and give tools already now for people to address um, so that the, um, you know, the effect, the ripple effect is not um, too devastating. Yeah. Um, yep. Because, you know, like everything, it's one of those, th mental health is one of those things that it really creeps up on you. And, um, you know, I have this three years rule and I talk about it in my book, uh, three day rule, not three year rule, although there's a lot of three year rules also, but the three day <laughs> rule, which is, you know, if you're three days going into one of your um, self-destructive habits, whatever it is, I mean, we all have mm -hmm. our flaws. We all at this mm -hmm. stage hopefully know somewhat what they are. So the first step is to identify what they are. Now, if you find yourself falling into these patterns for up to three days, you must not surpass the three days. You have to reprogram your mind at three days. If you wow. don't do it at three days, you're in a process of downward spirals. So imagine now all of us who are self-isolating for weeks and weeks on end. I don't know about yourself, but for me, it's my sixth week, I think, because every time I've moved province, I've had to isolate again, right? So, ah. <laughs> so yeah. I've been isolating for, for, for some time now. And we need to share these tools with people so that we uh, don't have this ripple effect of, um, you know, depressive moods or depression uh, that, uh, that some people might not even know yet about. And this will be brought on by these new circumstances that we're living. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do, <clears throat> you also do, uh, we spoke about that a little bit before uh, the, um, the, the recording, uh, you, you do coach Maybe it's not the right word. I don't know, but you 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 do coach uh, also some uh, some executives or some professionals. So is it also related to that what we just spoke about the mental health uh, aspect? Mostly, actually, yes. So um, I learned uh, um, NLP, which is a neuro linguistic programming, which um, aligns really well with uh, the jazz yoga therapy method. So when I combine these two, which is really it's positive psychology um, and applied to your mindset. And when you combine that with your physical health and your lifestyle, and, you know, what I admire about your podcast is, you know, that you call it the consulting lifestyle. It's a very powerful <laughs> title. It's a very powerful title. And many might not uh, notice that that's very um, um very clever i love it actually i have to give you credit for that because this is what it's about right it's about combining your physical lifestyle with your mental lifestyle and then aligning that with your passion and so this is where um, my coaching really comes in and why i enjoy coaching uh, um, especially millionaires or multimillionaires who you already really have everything you need but The drive is to bring the business to the next level and to separate the business from your personal needs and mm -hmm. to be able then to say, well, you know, bringing the business to that kind of level might allow us to, you know, give back in a way to society that others can't. And looking at it from that perspective and how do you program the mind now to allow yourself to take that leap? Because that's a pretty big jump. Now, how do we jump? So this wow. is where my, my passion lies. Wow! Wow! Uh, yeah, that's um, and and sometimes uh, we we link uh, business results when we have learned that uh, 
more work means more results. We think that more work will bring, we, we try, we keep that mentality uh, into our career, but sometimes it's not more work that will uh, uh, bring more results. It's, it's also what happens inside, uh, inside the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Less, less is more. I mean, we do say it, but do we believe it? Is mm-hmm. uh, Oh, I, I, I myself have sometimes some tendencies when I have a new idea. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get uh, fully involved into that idea. So I just create a, another pile of work for, uh, for 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 myself. It happens also uh, to me, but now I identify it more, so <laughs> it's better. But that's a it's a great point, and it's this sense of um, distraction, right? As we we tend to distract ourselves, and when the mind is clustered, I mean. If you're a creative personality, you can have hundreds and hundreds of ideas. However, we cannot do them all. However, we, again, you could delegate them or you could give them. Yeah. There's this sense of um, there's a sense of ownership also. I think in this in the world that we had created, and this has all changed now. We have just about walking into the new world throughout the last two months. So we're seeing this transition. The world that was was a world where everybody wanted to hold on to their own ideas without realizing that we're all one and that if the idea comes to accomplishment, it doesn't matter if it's yours or somebody else's. The importance yeah. is that it is accomplished. And we're now walking into a new world where we have started to understand that it's not I and me, it is us and we. And there has to be more of that and, you know, less aspect of money to be able to continue in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, go ahead. Is it, is it, uh, and and what you just mentioned, is it uh, the the type of um, um, content that you have in the future book that you will, uh, that you will release because you're you're about to release a book? Yes. Yes, it's actually a trilogy, um, and um, wow. it's uh, we're, it's the it's the second edition that's uh, going to be published. The first edition was not um, published for all; it was uh, shared, but it was not published for all. Um, and it really is going to be about this journey, and uh, it's called Health is Wealth, um, which I think is very appropriate in the world that we're living in right now. Because I think one thing we've learned is that. Um, without your health, there is nothing. There is nothing that you can do if you don't have health. It's, it's a clear, uh, yes, yes. clear so indication. I've, and I, it talks about really um, the lifestyle and letting go and what that means and what that means. Okay. And I'm hoping that it will talk to many people on different levels. Um, as I think uh, it's, it's part of the personal journey as well and the experiences, um, but how to, how to apply that really in everyday life and everyday business. Ah, amazing. And do, do you have a, a release date? or? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, right, <laughs> I, okay. I, I have learned no longer to put a date on it because uh, I, I did not release it on the dates I've said in the past, so I will not make any more promises. Um, okay. But... The reason being that we're also publishing many articles in alignment with with this at this moment. So um, 
it will come when it will come. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just uh, j- j- just just let me know, and then I can uh, I can announce it. Uh, Definitely, yes. because that would uh, be great. <laughs> all the things that we have uh, spoken about, I think that's uh, yeah, that's that's very very interesting. So, uh, uh, yeah, during this interview, we have uh, spoken about your uh, the, the, your first dreams, the start of your career uh, in banking, in uh, with Ernst and Young, and then the switch for uh, the yoga. Uh, and uh, in the yoga, you created the school. Uh, then you had the TV show, and, and now you travel, you speak, speak about uh, uh, artificial intelligence in healthcare, etc. So. So many things, so many things in one uh, in one person, uh, which is feasible for other people as well, but maybe they don't realize it. So, uh, um, my question, which is the, the last question of the interview, will be to know for you what does uh, having a consulting lifestyle mean? Um, personally, um, it means freedom, and it always has meant freedom. I think I've always wanted to be. Um, in consulting to have the freedom to choose uh, which sectors to work for, um, where to work in the world, and how much time I want to invest of my own into the project. And consulting embodies all of that for me. It allows me to, to choose, um, you know, it allows me to choose according to the need so right now I can choose to work in environmental companies or in healthcare companies because that's the need, whereas a couple of years ago it was in IT because that was the need uh, for me to learn and also for me to, to, to give back. And, um, and the amount of time you want to invest, is it you know a few months, a few years, depending on the project? And uh, like you said, again, it gives the flexibility to travel Mm-hmm. which is for me very important to open the mind and uh, to to just learn about different cultures and to to live a more fulfilled life or as my son would say to live your best life mom he would say yeah. go live your best life <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing 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 answer and maybe uh, where can uh, can people uh, find you um do you have a, a website or uh, anything in which you can be uh, uh, contacted Yes, the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn by my name. That's uh, really the easiest. And uh, um, I I do my best with my team to keep everything up to date. (laughs) 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 And um, uh, we have a website. It's uh, www.jazztvmedia.com. That's really to take uh, bookings for speaking events at this stage um, or to support the uh, the charity work that we will be doing for the, for the future and uh, the book is going to be available through instagram at billionaire yogi which is the title billionaire yogi which is the the, yes. the, the title of uh, the title of the book <clears throat> on, yes on it is okay yes. Okay, perfect. So, uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Jasmine. You will be more than welcome when the book uh, will uh, will be uh, will be released uh, to have another discussion. And uh, it was really enjoyable. So, we have really. Uh, uh, I hope the audience will uh, appreciate at least as much as I uh, as I did. Oh, dear Jean, thank you so much for having me and for for letting me share a little bit of the journey, and hopefully inspire um, some souls that. Uh, during this time of hardship is uh, is really the time to rise up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's do it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekura.